Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up-to-date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Tiffany here for Yala Rocks. Today we're talking about Takasim, joy, music, and of course how it all fits together with Alia Thabit. Alia couldn't stop moving during our talk, so I encourage you to listen and move along with us as she describes things. Honestly, I doubt you'll be able to stop yourself even if you try. Alia is back for her fourth year with the Belly Dance Bundle, and we couldn't be more excited. The bundle goes on sale this year on October 21st, so be sure to check it out. And if you're looking for a good next book to read, make sure to check out Alia's book, Midnight at the Crossroads, Has Belly Dance Sold Its Soul, which we'll link up in the show notes. If you're a longtime bundler, you'll remember this book from our very first bundle back in 2017. We're so excited to have Alia back, and I can't wait to get started. Hello, dancers, and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today, we're here with Alia Thabit. Welcome back, Alia. I'm so happy to have you back for another year. Hi, Tiffany. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. So this year, your addition to the bundle is the Takasim Tuesdays, and I love the alliteration, obviously, the belly dance bundle. I'm all in for alliteration. Um, can you break down what a taksim is for our listeners? A taksim is a musical improvisation, a solo musical improvisation. To That's a singular instrument? To multiple instruments? Solo musical, solo instrument, yeah. One yeah. instrument improvising. And sometimes there's a rhythm under the taksim where there's a, a drone from the other instruments under the taksim, but the feature is the solo the solo improvisation. Okay, so there can be multiple instruments, but there's only one highlight happening. Yes, and the other the other instruments aren't doing fancy things. All right. They're not so, playing a melody or anything like that. Excellent. So I you just taught me this right before we hopped on this podcast, so I want to make sure that we talk about it here as well. I asked you if you just pronounced Toxim differently because I have heard you refer to them as Takasim, and you laid you laid a knowledge bomb on me, Alia. So I want I want you to share with our listeners <laughs> what is the difference between Takasim and Takasim. Takasim is singular, you know, a Takasim. Takasim is plural, because Arabic words often to make the plural they have an a in the middle or an at at the end. Um, like makam is one, but makamat is multiple. So takasim is when you're talking about multiple 
not toxemes. Right. When you're talking yeah. about a multiple toxeme, toxeme. Toxemes equals toxeme. I love it. I, I don't know how I got this far. I've been dancing for like 13 or 14 years and like, I've never heard that. Not once. And I just, I mean, I guess I have because I've heard you say Takasim, but I just always just thought you said it differently. So many I words are pronounced. I read the book. You read the book. <laughs> I must have just not been paying attention at that moment. It's one of those things that just slid right past me. That's okay. Dude, I don't I, think it's common knowledge. I don't think it's common knowledge at all. I love it. So now everyone, I, I encourage you to use the correct words going forward. Takasim for plurals, takasim for singular. Please, let's change our language to the correct, the correct version here. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so for takasim, what are the benefits for dancers to study and practice this? Well, just to start off with, it is such a core value of our music. The, you know, improvisation is a core value of our music. And taksim, takasim are um, highly prized, super special, in the moment, improvisational, where the musician puts all of their feeling and their their energy and everything and their they have this beautiful structure it's it's so important to the music that really it just by that nature it becomes important to us as dancers because our you know one of the things that we do as dancers is that we um interpret and respond to and uh, um, articulate the music you know we make the music visible so you know it kind of follows and while we do have recordings and so many of us have only recordings to dance to we could certainly choreograph a taxim but the essence of the essence of the taxim is in improvisation. So it is to our advantage to be able to improvise um, to that taxim because in real life, if someone played one for us, we wouldn't know what was coming next. So that, that skill, developing our improvisational skill to be able to follow the music without question or not exactly without question, but with faith, to follow the music with faith. Because, you know, one of our values at, in dance is to, you know, let it look like the music is coming out of our bodies. And there's so much, you know, that taffy pulling quality is sort of push pull or one note has a lot of intensity and, and bends. And so as dancers, we have to let ourselves, oh, you know, have that contraction and that release we have to bring those qualities into our movement and be able to do them intuitively on the fly so a we our technique improves aside us just aside from the fact that it's a huge part of the music and oh so i guess we kind of you know might as well learn to do that so the the nuance and the beauty and the richness of our response can improve 
through being able to follow intuitively the music um, and the focus there's all this the musician seem are hard for Western dancers because well we like the rhythm but also because this concept of musical meaning so the the musician playing the taksim is putting, pouring themselves into that music. And, and so we kind of have to open a channel and let that come in. And it's not like there's all these rules that we have to know in ad advance necessarily to know what the musician is putting in because if it's impro improvised, we can't necessarily know. So we just have to have faith and let that come in and let that be represented and it's a very interceptive genre it's a very interceptive process because you're kind of going inside and you're letting if you're a performer not all of us are performers a lot of us you know dance for our own pleasure at home or with family and friends which is the way the multitude of people in the east dance but if we're a performer then we're giving our guests this opportunity to like rest with us and come inside and just feel and respond uh, and be more interested in what the movement feels like inside and what the music feels like inside than you know some thing that we're putting on on the outside to show off so we're letting we're letting this very intimate thing happen as we respond to the music and all the people get to have that too because mirror neurons so the more we're inside and the more we're like mm, because the feeling is the most important thing right mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many high-level dancers of the culture have have said that you know, specifically to me, in my hearing, in my presence, the most important thing is the feeling. So the feeling is not just emotional timbres, which are, which the Takasim are filled with emotional timbres, but also the physical sensations of the body moving. And so when we like contract and pull in is this physical sensation of that and we can be there and enjoy that you know the roiling and the all of the you know all of this all of that push pull pleasure pain of love stuff is in every note and every pair of notes and we internalize that and express it and make it visible you've said so many amazing things in there and i want to i want to pull a couple of them out because when you look at the toxime as part of a progression or as part of of anything that you're doing it it always seems like it's the part of the dance where the energy comes back in right it's very internal as opposed to external and I feel like that's, that's what you're describing. And listeners, for anyone who is just listening to this podcast, I wish you could see Alia describing this because she can't sit still. She's moving. She's, she's dancing even as she's talking because it's, it is an expression. It's a body expression. And I can just, I can see 
how deeply you feel that while you're talking about it because you just can't sit still to discuss it. And I, I love that. Um, but speaking to the importance of music in our dance, right? You, and you've said this multiple ways over multiple channels, but that rock sharky is not something that you can just do to anything, right? Middle Eastern music, this music is so important and is the core of the dance. And it, it sounds like to you that Taksim, Takasim is, is a core component of, of that, right? It's, it's one of the pieces. Um, I'm not going to say you can't do the vocabulary of Oriental dance to other music because God knows we've seen people do it to everything. So you can, but it is the, the music and the dance are one hand, you know, they are, yes, they are united. They evolve together and they go together in ways that, um, they may, the dance may not go together quite so beautifully and naturally with every other form of music and there are there are you know the the blues fits really well for example because they share roots mm -hmm. and you can see a lot of those arabic music elements in in there but they they have evolved together they go together they're meant you know they're they're meant, they're meant to be together. <laughs> and it's, but it's a core concept of understanding this dance is to, to learn the music, whether or not you decide to put the vocabulary somewhere else. I feel like everyone should have a basic understanding of the music and of the, the things that do go together, the things that go so well together so that we can learn that and the culture and the music. Yeah, I think yep. understanding the music and understanding the values of the the values that are the cultural values that are so important to the music is those values are the are the same for the dance. I mean, the purpose of music is, you know, this this state of joy and the purpose of the dance is a state of joy and these these things go together. I mean, that's what we do mm -hmm. we, as dancers. We bring joy and we, 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 everyone gets united. The goal of the music, the dance, all of it, all of the, all of the, you know, the Eastern arts are about entraining, you know, meditative states and ecstatic states. And the dance is right in there with all of that stuff. I mean, that's what Tarab is. It's an mm -hmm. ecstatic state that's shared between musicians and guests. And if there is a dancer, the dancer is part of that equation. And, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> and those, those, so again, you asked, what is the benefit to dancers? Yeah. Because this dance is about joy and this dance is about sensation and this dance is about being in your body and feeling, you know, cause you, to feel safe and rich and wealthy in your body. And, you know, this dance is not about showing off and it's not really about, you know, getting accolades. It's about enjoying your body with music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a place that can bring you into the present moment. You wanna be in the present moment. You wanna be in safety, you wanna be in joy. And even so, you know, so many of the songs, they're like, oh, love and loss. 
but the lost part is all, let me tell you this story about what happened a long time ago, you know, but here we are now in this moment and isn't this beautiful and aren't we all having a wonderful time and I love you so much. Mm -hmm. Even in Takasim, there is often these very bittersweet, haunting, you know, places because it's all whatever kind of the feeling the musician has in the moment is going in there and and it all comes in and so we express all those things but the larger container of the dance is joy so we can be nostalgic we can you know express a certain amount of loneliness or longing or you know regret for the past or whatever we might feel but it's contained in this joy so that it is we are safe there we are safe there and we bring everyone with us into this cocoon of warmth and safety and joy and i'll tell you look at the world today and who <laughs> needs a container of warmth and safety and joy everybody yes no arguments there i I love the way you talk about this dance. I really do. Like just the, the passion, I can just feel it. Like it emanates off of you when you speak about this dance and, and about the music and about Takasim. And I, I really feel like with, you teach a lot of emoting through dance and a lot of improv. And I really feel like Takasim is where those two things connect so beautifully. Like it, it really is like, the perfect, the perfect, I don't know, I don't have a word for it, the, the perfect place, <laughs> right, for like a next thing from you. And I, I'm so excited to have this in the bundle because you're teaching. I just love, I love the way you teach and I love the way you talk about this and you make it, you make it feel accessible, right? Something that, right, you said a lot of Western dancers sometimes have trouble with Takasim and and you make it sound accessible and doable because it's about you and your body and putting yourself in the music as opposed to like these rules that need to like, you know, these things that you don't necessarily know that have to be done. It's the joy and the happiness and bringing yourself and feeling it in your body. And I, I love that. Thank you. I do too. I think that the fear of making a mistake, the fear of imperfection is rife in our here in the West in our dance. And it is the most destructive thing imaginable. Obviously, if you're gonna learn anything, you're going to make mistakes. That's how learning happens. Uh, but we have all, it's a symptom of a, of a larger imbalance in our lives and in our world where, you know, we have all suffered from things that have happened to us and in an effort to uh, manage our our helplessness in the face of those things we've like made them our fault you know so it's like oh you know well I made a mistake and and if I just do everything right then bad things won't happen to me bad things happen bad things happen and having but having a place for example, oriental dance, where we can improvise and we can let things come out that have to come out 
that maybe couldn't come out in the moment. They might not be the prettiest things, but as we have this as an, as an interceptive practice for expression and allowing expression, we have a venue that is so beautiful to release these trapped, this trapped, frightened or angry energy. And that, you know, that happens in the, in the studio, that happens in our practice. That if we are performers, that doesn't necessarily happen on stage. But you know how you turn on the faucet sometimes and the rusty water comes out before the clean water comes out? Yeah. The rusty water's gotta come out before the clean water comes out. That's just the way things work. <laughs> so that's, you know, we have that space to do that and, and release that stuff. It's like, you know, you take a shower. You get dirty, you take a shower. You're gonna get dirty again and need another shower. You know, it's not like you can have one and then you're finished. One shower for your whole life. You're That's good right. Because you're never going to get dirty again because you're never going to make a mistake again. Right? Because you're just going to be like this and not make any mistakes. And, the, you know, the number one thing that people say when I say, what is your biggest problem with improvisation is like, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I do the same thing over and over again. I forget all my vocabulary, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, well, but you're supposed to. You don't need your vocabulary. You don't need to know what to do. You need to get out of your own way and just let your body follow the music. That's it. Get out of your own way. Step back. Be in the present moment instead of, oh, my God, what am I going to do next? Oh, crap, what did I just do? Um, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. And just, like, let your body move the way that it wants to in response to the music that's coming in your ears, you let it come out of your body. All right, so this dovetails excellently into my next question, which what tips would you give um, dancers who are attempting to practice takasim at home, right? How, how would they go about kind of doing that in their own time? One is just listening to music without trying to dance. Excellent. And just, and just you know, close your eyes and listen to the music and let it move you, let it transport you, let it waft you around without you doing anything at all. Just let that happen in your head because there's all kinds of tiny, tiny, tiny little things that are happening in your body while that's happening. Pay attention to the sensations of your body. Pay attention to how it feels to sit in a chair. When you feel anxious, look inside. What is happening in my body while I'm feeling anxious? Where is that happening? You know, how is that manifesting in my body? When you move, pay attention <clears throat> to what's happening inside your body. Notice, move really slowly and notice the muscles. You know, notice how they shift over the bones and the flex of the tendons and the contraction and the, you know, and if you move really slowly and you, you know, there's a lot more compression in those muscles and you know, things are expanding and things are contracting and just start enjoying that. So there's listening to the music and just close your eyes and let it come into you. And there's becoming aware of what's happening inside your body. Close your eyes, man. Go leave the mirror. Don't look. <laughs> Close your eyes. Doesn't matter. 
and and feel what the movements feel like what does it feel like when you do this circle and if you do it slower and can you do it super slowly and like really feel and then can you add you know as you add little things what does that feel like and what does it feel like when your shoulders move just feel those muscles and then as you start to work with the taxine themselves just let yourself be there with your eyes closed and let the music come in and be curious and see what happens what happens next you know what part of my body has an impulse and if I just go with that impulse if you if you study improvisation like even if you go to like comedy improv training group mm -hmm. comedy improv training it's all about following the physical impulse your body will have a little physical impulse. We check those impulses all the time. No, no, we're going to do this now. Stop that. Yes. No. <laughs> like trained as children to do that. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's part of developing, you know, the, this, just like noticing when it, those impulses happen and then allowing them and allowing them and allowing them. You know, the, the Eastern teaching method that is commonly referred to as follow the bouncing butt? Yes. And people are like, oh, ha, you know, whatever. But that's fantastic, actually, because you let the, you are seeing, and you don't see, you don't want to watch with, with a squint, like, you want to watch in this very general way, and then just kind of let your body do that without putting a whole lot of emphasis on, oh, my God, I have to do this right. Just let your body follow well, that. There's no time to think in and, when you do that. And you you're not to supposed to think. Yeah, you see it and you have to translate it into your body almost immediately to be able to. And you have to be very gentle with yourself about yeah. that because it's not about perfection. It's about learning to follow. And then from learning to follow what you're seeing, you can move towards learning to follow the music because you just want to follow the music. And, you know, as you get, and moving very slowly. So the music is going. Dun, da, da, dun, bum, 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 da, 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 dum. And you're going, dun, da, da, dun, bum, dun, da, 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 dum. And all you do is move your hand like a quarter of a quarter, a quarter of your range. Ba, da, dun, bum. You don't have to do every note. The more slowly you move, the more space appears in the music. And the more relaxed you can be. Absolutely. You know, get in touch with your breathing. Let's feel your ribs as you breathe. You breathe in and you can feel those ribs expand. They're flexible, you know. They have all this flexibility, the ribs. And they expand to the side, to the back body. You can feel that. And then as you exhale, you can feel the ribs like drape down. You can just let that exhale go out and you can use your breath to move yourself you can use your breath to lift your arm you can exhale as you bring the movement in you can exhale on accents you can exhale on contractions you can inhale expansions and and as all of these things add up and you start to be more aware of the sensation of the movement and to close your eyes and look inside and feel what you're doing instead of watching in the mirror what you're doing. It's not about what it looks like. It's about what it feels like 
the most important thing is the feeling. They didn't have no mirrors in the desert. Good point. <laughs> Excellent point. Alia, I love, I love speaking with you and I love, I love watching again, everyone. Alia was moving that whole time. I'm going to have to like take clips of this to put up on Instagram for people to see what was happening here on the interview. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing more about Takasim and for putting this Takasim Tuesdays together for the bundle. It's so exciting. Um, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Tell people about your book. Let's, how do people learn more from you? Um, Aliathabit.com. Uh, I have a blog. I have a newsletter. I write articles pretty much every week and send them out. And they're um, excellent, everybody. They're excellent. You. you know, I have a little shop page there and Facebook, Alia Thabit, um, Instagram at Belly Dance Soul. The book is on the aliathabit.com shop. There's a link to the book there. This just. Uh, That's I, the, the hub. Book, I put everything in the book, man. I think this dance is a miracle. And the, and I think that the dance as in its, from its, in its cultural form, as a venue for joy, uh, as a as a venue for connection, and as a venue for you know shared joy and oneness, is a miracle. And really, like, you know, I don't rule out world peace <laughs> because if more people danced and felt good and felt safe in their bodies and felt connected to others and shared this joy, the world would be a better place. The, you know, people are angry and, and frightened and, and hateful because they're afraid. Somewhere deep down, they don't feel safe. And so they project that, you know, everybody else is out to get them. We can dance it away. Yeah. We could. All right. Alia, I have one last question for you. It's one I've been asking everyone on the podcast for this, this round. Um, and that is... Where is the strangest place that you have ever danced? If you weren't moving and dancing during that interview, I'll be mighty surprised. Alia even had me going. At one point, she stood up to start dancing during the interview. <laughs> she just has such a way of talking about this dance that makes that really makes me feel like it's part of my soul. And I hope that that's coming across to you as well. I truly love learning from her and she has so much to teach. If you're interested in learning more from Alia, I've linked up all the places you can find her and her amazing book on the show notes page, which you can find at thebellydancebundle.com slash 35. For the past couple of years, Alia has made brand new content that launches in that year's bundle. So if Takasim Tuesdays sounds interesting to you, then this is your first chance to check out this amazing course. This class won't show you what to dance to a Takasim. It'll show you how to dance in the moment to improvised music, which is a skill that all of us could use more of. Thanks for listening, and until we dance together in the bundle, go and find some joy in today's Toxim Tuesday Undrill from Alia. Joy in the music awaits. <laughs>